0: Hey everybody, I'm Patrick. I'm Charlotte. We are still on hiatus. This That's is week true. two.
1: Yeah, we've run out of fresh water here yep. on the island, but we are waiting for rescue.
0: When I look at Charlotte now, her head becomes an entire roast chicken.
1: Whoa. Or a hot dog sometimes. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I'm hot dog, not hamburger. Chicken's not a hamburger. Well, no, I know, but like chicken... Okay. Ha- I'm a hot dog. Huh? <laughs> <Okay>. I'm slender. <laughs> oh, got it. Oh, oh. I just said your head. Yeah, but I... What you think? I have a fat head. I don't think, folks. You ha- this week we're revisiting <laughs> the Costa Concordia, which is a tale about a um, infidelity. Would, uh, infidelity, yeah. Core. How infidelity wrecked a cruise ship, yeah. Uh, and the cowardice, uh, alleged cowardice, mm-hmm. <laughs> of, yeah. of the captain. This is uh, one of our favorite episodes and one of the most interesting wrecks out of a series of interesting wrecks and, so, and recent. And recent, yeah. you
0: may remember it being in the news. In fact, it's, if you were born before. 2016
1: e- yes when did it sing? it's in the odds I'm pretty sure okay. wasn't it I, I don't know it's been a while know. since we recorded it. anyway just want to reiterate Ryan has left the podcast so we are on hiatus that's why we're reposting episodes and also again we are not replacing him as a host we are in talks and in search of a new writer
0: yeah thanks everybody uh, bleaches bones bones defense. bones yeah this is a Rooster Teeth production
1: January 13th, 2012. The Costa Concordia had just embarked on a seven-day cruise along the Italian coast. It was one of the most luxurious ships in the world, and more than 3,000 passengers were embarking on a stunning week-long vacation. What followed next would make worldwide news and send the ship's captain to prison. I'm Charlotte. I'm Patrick. I'm Brian. Ahoy and welcome aboard Ship Hits the Fan, a podcast about some of history's most notable uh uh-ohs and whoopsies on the high
2: seas. This one is definitely an uh-oh. This oh, yeah. is the uh
0: ohest of uh-ohs. It's the most uh-oh. And this was before cruise ships became walking mausoleums, floating <laughs> floating mausoleums during COVID. Uh yeah.
1: Those those scrapyard pictures, they still they still invade my dreams as if I care about
2: right. cruising. This was 2012 back when America was great again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the show started. We can all hope
1: to have a Mediterranean sweetie for whom we can perform a maritime salute. A dancer, no less. Who among us hasn't risked our own life along with the lives of thousands of vacation goers for the sweet fruit of a Moldovan dancer's affection? <laughs> I'd do it. And I'd do it again. A whole breached, perhaps, but maybe so too a heart. Oh, cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was really nice. Oh, yeah. stop, guys.
0: Uh, and Hey, thank you for all your support, the fan art, downloading, rating, all that stuff. Super helpful.
2: And do that. If you haven't, if you're a freeloader who hasn't liked or who hasn't, uh, a uh, bum to review and (laughs) give us a (laughs) star rating. Yeah. 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 We're not asking you to donate. There's no Patreon, but give us five stars and, and a nice review. And more importantly, tell, tell a friend to listen, tell a friend about this and your mom. Tell your mom yeah, about it, strong. okay? Although we do take mom doubloons, love us. so mm-hmm. if you
1: have if you have plunder, we'll accept that. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much for rating uh, five stars, please. Someone did take the the bait, as it were, and left a five star, I think, negative review. Okay. It, it was written like a like high school poetry. Oh, cool. But it seemed negative. But yep. it was a five
2: star review. Did it burn hotter than a thousand suns? Was it one of those? <laughs> I couldn't
1: even make sense of it. It might not have been English for all I know.
2: Anyway, enough of that
1: BS because, folks, we have heard you. We have seen your comments. We have listened. And we are talking today about maybe one of the most requested ships for this podcast, the Costa Concordia or Costa. I've heard it referred to as both. Costa Rica? Costa. Costa. I don't know. Costa Rica? Yeah, Costa Concordia. Anyway, maybe the most infamous of recent memory as far as maritime disasters go. Anyway, let's get into it. When the Costa Concordia launched in 2005, it was Italy's largest cruise ship measuring 951 feet long with a passenger capacity of 3,780. To give you an idea of how giant that ship is, by comparison, the Titanic was 882 and a half feet long and could accommodate up to 2,435 passengers.
0: Yeah, we blew Get past the Titanic
1: a long That's time nothing. ago. Titanic is over. The Just Titanic in terms has, of size. has nothing it's, on yeah. the coast of Concordia. And, you know, maybe people have gotten bigger. I don't know. Maybe? Were we taller? I don't know. I think we're taller. <laughs> I'm going to give us <laughs> There that. you have Mankind it. could use a win.
2: It could accommodate 3,780 passengers or 2,000 Italians. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, it's it's a carb-heavy cuisine. Anyway, the Concordian was luxurious to say the least. It had four count 'em four swimming pools, a casino, and reportedly the largest spa on a ship. Eat it, Titanic, which I think had I don't know an
2: Irish dancing chamber. Um, <laughs> it did have that, yeah. <laughs> They had a whole deck for Italians. It was called third class. I think
0: it was also the boiler room.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Costa Concordia was owned by Costa Crociere, a subsidiary of the cruise operator Carnival Corporation and PLC. You may know Carnival Corporation from one of its brands, Carnival Cruise Line. Yeah, okay. uh, if I got. Fo- if you followed that thread. Mm-hmm. The ship's maiden voyage consisted of seven days cruising the Mediterranean Sea, stopping off in Italy, France, and Spain. A route that eventually became the Costa Concordia's standard route. Sounds lovely.
0: Yeah, I not, mean, not being on a cruise ship, I don't like.
2: I'm not. I, cruises cru-
0: don't really appeal to me. I've never been on
2: one. Not but, after this podcast, no. Well, not at yeah. all. Yeah, <laughs> I, t- I, t- I took
1: a, a cruise once, and it was it was good. I had a good time. Okay. Yeah, bottomless drinks.
2: What more could you want?
1: And this one's probably got a lot of olives.
2: It feels like an old person thing to enjoy. I I don't know. Or something you get taken when you're in high school by your parents and you're able to drink an excessive amount at 16 years old.
1: Yeah, yeah. that is one of the two. I was taken uh, by my parents and my mother is an avid listener to this podcast. So I will say that I had a lovely time on that cruise ship. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Overseeing all the Concordia's operations was Captain Francesco Shettino, who you could probably describe as a tragic figure if not for some really fascinating choices he made. Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: the tragedy is all his own. I would describe them as quite rational choices. Not brave <laughs> at all, but I, I totally get why he did what he relatable. did. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. The most relatable ship captain ever.
1: Yeah. The mo the most BG ship captain ever.
2: Absolutely.
1: Prior to this event, Chitino already had a substantial captaining mishap under his belt. Allegedly crashing into another luxury (laughs) cruise ship as the captain of another Costa Crociere vessel, the Costa Atlantica. My God! Uh, Apparently, this is two years prior to the Concordia fiasco. uh, Shetty and the Atlantica were booking it into a German port and swiped the AIDA blue, (laughs) like
2: swiped the ship. The ship, yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, Shatino defended his actions, saying he'd not been properly notified of the speed limit. Uh, Okay, (laughs) we're just, just full
2: tilt into this harbor. <laughs> we
0: don't have to exchange insurance information, right? This is just cosmetic.
2: <laughs> He's the ship equivalent of the guy coming up behind you in the left-hand lane going like yep. 120. Yeah, like yes. the Mazda vomit. with the
1: body kit. That's just <laughs>
2: yes. You see them coming from a mile away and they are just like, "Oh." F- 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 f-. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Get out of the way.
1: Then you get to watch them merge across eight lanes. Yep. And, like, and sometimes you get to watch them flip. Yeah. Yeah, those those videos have been going around. Anyway, Costa Crociere very wisely kept the captain
2: on. So that brings us to We're January thirteenth.
0: Captain, are you
2: can't clip his wings over just one? No, thing no, 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 Or his his flippers, whatever they have. Uh, I mean the
1: oh his his skipper flippers. Yeah i I think the the role of Captain is so powerful. I don't know if you can fire a Captain like you, the way you think they have the
0: Captain outranks the CEO well,
1: I think that the shipping Captain has not the role hasn't changed. like there that's part of the reason that, like the ever given got stuck was because there's no like failsafe, really. The yeah. captain just gets to do what he wants what they want.
2: It is a title that conveys to me at least like an automatic level of respect. Oh, you're the Captain. Oh, okay., All right. yeah, this. You're in charge.
0: Even way more than pilot. For some reason, pilot to me, I'm like, yeah, anyone can go to school to be a pilot. But in my head, I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea how you become a captain.
1: Pilots have something called uh, cockpit resource management. Uh, oh. Not to be all black boxed down about it, but they have like checks and balances mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do
2: that. <laughs> and then the ship is like, forward into the Ada Blue. Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the pilot also has a co-pilot. He's also a light on the stove. So there's like a lot of stuff going on. There's only one captain.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's true, yeah. And the Concordia left with its captain on January 13th from the Italian coastal town Civita Vecchia, I hope I'm saying that right. At approximately 7.18 p.m., it had 1,023 crew members and 3,206 passengers on board. Like we said, the ship was huge. And maybe
0: a ship hits first, covering a ship that isn't just disgustingly over capacity. So proof that, you know, following the rules actually doesn't get you anywhere. And Mm -mm. bad stuff can still happen. So don't follow any rules, especially at sea.
2: Yeah, where were the kickbacks and payoffs and overloaded ships and people just spilling into the water?
1: Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, that's why this disaster
2: is so baffling because it's
1: so different than all the ones we've seen before. Like pretty much everything was done by the books up until
2: the moment. Yeah, yeah. everything was like there was no reason for this to happen.
1: Right, so several hours after it sets out en route to its destination, the port city of Savona, the ship approached a small Tuscan island named Giglio. I think Giglio. Giglio. Yeah,
2: Giglio Island. Like the movie. Starring Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Huge hit. Outstanding. Shouts out, Ben. Anyway,
1: this is where everything goes wrong. Oh. Yes, the Concordia deviated from its standard course, moving closer to the island for a maritime salute. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Like there was another captain nearby that they wanted to pay their respects to, something like that?
2: Uh, not quite. This is when the ship does a does a barrel roll. It oh. is it,
1: it is like that. It's actually a common practice that's known as a sail by, and that's when ships travel close to the shore to give passengers a nice view or to salute other sailors. Uh Still don't quite understand. It's, it's a ship fine. thing. Yeah,
2: no, I, no, know, no. I, I'm they not, just I, come by close. It's I'm not It's kind of like a little it. flyby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And well, anyway, there's a problem. Okay. The area near Giglio Island is known for its rock outcroppings. Well, Uh-oh. not known to everybody. Uh, yeah. You can probably
2: see where this, this is, is certainly going. certainly not Captain Francesco. No. No,
1: no, no, no. Shatino had no idea. At some point, a rocky formation was noticed in the ship's path. Okay, so they saw it. And Cap- uh-huh. Captain Francesco Chitino ordered a change in course, but due to language issues, the Indonesian helmsman steered the Concordia in the opposite direction.
0: Whoa. Uh-oh. That should be, like, something that's worked out ahead of time. No, Just I think like that's the basic language barriers st- between the captain and the, the helmsman?
1: No, I think that's standard practice.
0: Okay. I think that's how it's supposed
1: to work.
2: Maybe an in Indonesian in Indonesian, wildly pointing to the left means go right.
1: Maybe. It's entirely possible, but hey, I don't want to heap too much on on, on our good helmsman because No. Yeah, it no. turns out, as we'll find out later, definitely not their fault. Because the mistake was quickly corrected, but it did take thirteen seconds to do so. Yeah, because it's a enormous ship. Big boy. Big boy ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, she. Ships her. A lady can be a big boy. Uh yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, those 13 seconds would prove extremely costly. The Concordia's stern collided with the reef at approximately 9.45 p.m., tearing a 174-foot gash in the ship's port side. Port left, four letters, four and four. So yeah, five compartments immediately flood, and this is including the engine room, and so the ship loses power. Oh, okay, good.
2: That's pretty disastrous, like, right off.
1: Well, it's actually (laughs) not a big deal (laughs) it's actually fine oh okay which we'll get to uh but what's worse is the ship's engines and rudder also stopped functioning so the ship could not be steered anymore my god and uh she came to a stop just off the island inside the ship passengers are panicking and crew members are trying their utmost to calm them down
0: yeah and here again the titanic's Immense influence shows up in another wreck. And once again, not how you would expect.
2: Definitely a postmodern wreck here.
0: Yeah.
1: This
0: is very strange.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's very bizarre. Uh, so, some survivors claimed that Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On, maybe famously known from the Titanic movie, uh, they said that this song was playing in one of the ship's restaurants at the time of the wreck. Uh, so,
0: okay, let's break yes. this down. Yeah.
1: You shouldn't play that song on a ship. It is inextricably no. linked with one of the most famous and disastrous shipwrecks in history.
0: I don't know. Yeah, don't don't have any reminders of the Titanic on your seafaring vessel. Yeah. Period.
1: No, it's it's not a good thing. And you know, I'd say follow up. I don't want to listen to music with lyrics while I'm eating. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it
0: depends on the volume. I think I, I don't mind if it's so, yeah. lower. well. I need it loud. I need loud stock
1: music. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So they're listening to the theme song from Titanic as their ship is sinking. Yannick <laughs> Skaga from Switzerland told a newspaper that he was listening to the song while dining with his brother when the ship crashed into the rocks and started to keel over. So yeah, also, I don't know if we mentioned that, it's leaning. Yeah. And it's not upright anymore. Uh, and 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 Yannick said, Images from the film Titanic are more realistic than one might imagine. They kept coming into my head.
2: Mm. I kept seeing a 17-year-old boy painting his nude girlfriend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But while people are listening to Canadian pop sensations, power ballad, the ship's crew was trying to assure passengers that everything was fine. Uh, In amateur video footage, a crew member tells passengers, quote, everything is under control and asks them to go to their cabins.
2: Everything is fine. Please return to your cabin so you can die quietly there. It's such a weird
0: impulse that people seem to have whenever something like this goes wrong. Where the people who are like, I mean, this, these people aren't in charge. You know, this is just the the crew. Like, I mean, yeah. they're in charge, kind of. They have authority, but they're not like, I don't know, whatever. But uh, just that weird impulse to be like, no, 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 don't do anything.
1: I think don't do
0: fine. anything. We're gonna sort this out. You don't even know what's happening. Yourself, probably.
2: Also, never believe these people. No, never. never. believe it. When uh, when when they tell you everything's fine, jump. If yes. it's on a plane, jump. Yeah. like It is not fine.
1: The official ship hits the fan stance is don't trust anyone in uniform. <laughs> no, never. Never, <laughs> ever. You. That's our first t-shirt. That's right. And yeah. you are the master of your own destiny. You're the captain of your life.
0: Didn't we cover something recently where someone only survived because they jumped instead of listening to the... Was that the first episode on the Eastland? Maybe I don't think there was
1: really time for
2: anyone. There may have been no crew on the
0: Eastland. (laughs) They've just been like,
2: "Come on, we'll all steer the boat." Yeah. If the if the ship's at a forty five degree angle, though, maybe don't go back to your cabin. Yes. Maybe stay up. Stay up top. Yeah, and 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 we should
1: mention, you know, as we discuss, you know, what happened on this ship and what happened to the passengers is there were casualties. You know, so were there really? Yes, I didn't. It was about thirty people died in this completely avoidable accident. Yeah. Well, accident is I think putting a generous spin on it. Collision. Mhm. Anyway, 30 minutes after the wreck, the Italian Coast Guard contacted the Concordia. <sighs> hey, what what's going on?
0: <laughs> hey, we noticed that you have a big hole and are tipping over. Are you you haven't called though or anything, so I'm just checking in.
1: I haven't heard from you in a minute. Yeah. Um well, Captain Shatino, professional as ever, downplayed the damage, telling them that his ship had only experienced a blackout.
2: Okay. yes.
1: <laughs> Way to go, King. Uh, and about 10 minutes later, the Coast Guard contacted the ship again, and this time the crew admitted that the vessel was taking on a little bit of water in How? its
0: 174-foot gash. How does he not, like, he has to know that there's a hole in the ship, right? So what is the plan? He's just going to patch it up himself and try to cover it up?
2: I mean... Like, what the hell? What is your plan? He had a plan. You might not like it, but he had a plan. Well, <laughs> yeah. he, he requested tugboats. Okay. That, so,
1: like, he's doing some kind of damage control. He, he,
2: there's a part of his brain lighting up. Yeah. He's the definition of the dog in the burning house mm-hmm. sitting at the table. Oh, That's yeah, he. yeah, He is the this is fine dog. Yeah, yeah.
1: More so than you'd even realize because at about 10.30 p.m., like forty-five minutes after the collision, the captain ordered dinner for himself and another person on board. Oh Yes, King Move Dude King
2: Move.
0: What did he order? Do we know?
2: Hmm.
1: I I don't know. He's a rigatine, rigatoni, right? A tortellini. Tortellini. <laughs> <laughs> a chef of boyardi. <Ballardy. laughs> <Spogettios. laughs> I'm just picturing this
2: this ass with like a, a big napkin tied around his neck.
1: Just eating dinner, totally content
0: as his ship sinks around him.
2: It hit the rocks because he and all the other crew were hanging out on the side of the boat, whistling at an American co-ed. Yep. Well, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, man. And you should you should look up a picture of this dude. We'll, we'll put some on our socials. He, mm-hmm. he looks like every corrupt politician you've ever seen. Okay, yes. Which yes. is awesome. Anyway, one of the ship's cooks told the GMA network that, quote, we wondered what was going on. The stuff in the kitchen was falling off shelves, and we realized how grave the situation was. Oh. And then someone puts in a, a slip, and they're like, Captain wants an omelet.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure, yeah.
2: <laughs> if this was a Disney movie, like the falling knives would be dicing the vegetables.
1: Right yes. Now. Yeah, or the ship would turn 90 degrees, and they would pin the sous chef or a waiter by his sleeves mm-hmm. and pant legs to the wall. Not like... Lacerating him. Anyway, the cook added, I have spent 12 years of experience as a cook on a cruise ship. I have even witnessed fires, so I wasn't that scared. But I did wonder, though, what the captain was doing. Why
2: was he still there? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, he won't stick around for a long run. Really. No, no. Oh,
1: and perhaps the juiciest part of this story. 10.39 p.m., nine minutes after the captain ordered dinner, the first rescue vessel arrived, and about 15 minutes after that, Chatino finally ordered that the Concordia be
2: abandoned.
0: Hang on a minute, please. If I could just finish my dinner.
2: <laughs> I've only had 15 minutes.
0: Come on. <laughs> Who can eat that fast?
2: <laughs> <laughs> slow down, slow down.
0: I have to digest my food.
2: In Italy, dinner take four hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need to take a nap. <laughs> Finally, the crew began to evacuate the ship, but some passengers later testified that they didn't hear the alarm to proceed to the lifeboats, and evacuation was made even more chaotic by the ship listing so far to starboard. Oof.
2: Which is right. <laughs> and and Thanks. when it's listing like that, that's like you're on that's like your whole the planet that you're standing on is now listing. Yeah. Like that's got to be a crazy gravity you know.
0: yeah. has completely changed.
1: <laughs> you're just trying to walk through the hallway fight from inception to get to the elevator. Yeah, you're like, yeah, sorry, yeah, excuse yeah, me.
2: Whoa, okay. Right. This is when Spider-Man would be web-slinging his way to safety mm-hmm. at this point.
1: Yeah, where was Spider-Man during all this? Ignoring that's my him. question. He doesn't care about it always. It's just a kid, he can't handle this kind of pressure. <laughs> anyway, He's also not real. So yeah, walking inside was super difficult and lowering the lifeboats on one side was pretty much impossible. Yeah. And not to mention, the captain had discouraged passengers from heading to muster points, further delaying what should have been a straightforward evacuation. An evacuation that should have started almost three hours earlier.
0: Yeah. And probably would have been very easy at that point.
2: This is definitely when it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. I mean, it is the crime also, but the cover-up always gets people in major trouble cuz i guess nobody wants to admit something like a catastrophic thing has occurred
0: yeah and, but i mean how the hell do you hide a almost 200 foot hole in your sinking ship like oh i don't
1: know well presumably one of the things you do is drop the anchor incorrectly oh okay <laughs> which causes the ship to flop over even more dramatically oh my god like ah oh, someone's going to see quick <laughs> drop it
2: uh, All right, so where was our fearless captain while all this is going on? We know dinner was ruined. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he was in a bad mood, so where is he at this point? Oh, Captain Francesco? Yeah, Uh, Probably enjoying
0: an after-dinner cigarette, right, on the ship?
2: Well, maybe he was enjoying
1: an after-dinner cigarette on a lifeboat. Oh, okay. That's right, folks. The good captain has already abandoned the ship by this time. He has made it onto a lifeboat before everyone else has evacuated the Concordia. Good, 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 good. (laughs)
2: <laughs> he went again uh, uh, not admirable but understandable
0: I mean yeah I'm doing the same thing if it's me
2: well maybe it wasn't his choice
1: because he would later argue that he <laughs> that he fell into a lifeboat because of oh how the ship God. was
2: listing to one side oh,
1: shut up
2: ah! This is this is the excuse of a six-year-old. This yes, <laughs> I tripped into the window. That's oh, no, why it's I broken. I tripped and
0: fell, and then I couldn't get back into the shit.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, whoa. Boy, better
1: stay here. <laughs> oh no! But that fortunately, that's not a rat. It's not a rap on our friend Chatino because at twelve forty, a Coast Guard officer named Gregorio DeFalco ordered Chatino to return to the Concordia and oversee the evacuation. Oh my god. This led to a pretty famous exchange between the two. Get back on board. DeFalco shouted at Mr. Shatino.
0: Go up on the bow of the ship on a rope ladder and tell me what you can do, how many people are there and what they
2: need now. Kick ass. I'll be a Shatino. (sighs) All right. (laughs) Oh no.
1: Fine. (laughs) By this time, the rescue operations included... 25 patrol boats, 14 merchant vessels, and numerous helicopters. By early morning, 4,194 people were evacuated from the Concordia and taken to Giglio Island. So it, it was an outstanding rescue, given the
2: circumstances. Yeah.
0: Wait, so that quote, that's not an exchange, really. That's just the one
1: guy. It's really not, talking. yeah. Yeah,
2: okay. well, uh, yeah. I'm sure Shatino had some things to say. He probably had some. that that's hasn't funny. been preserved. A tripped.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The boat, the flung, the <laughs> I never got my dinner. Giglio's deputy mayor at the time, Mario Pellegrini, boarded the ship to talk with officials and organize the evacuation. We have a pretty harrowing quote here from the deputy mayor himself. I can't forget the eyes of children scared to death and of their parents. The metallic sound of the enormous ship tipping over and the gurgling of the sea up the endless corridors of the cruiser. Oof. Damn. Yeah, so... Uh, in the end, 32 people did die uh, and the last body was not recovered until November of 2014, which is just awful. Good Lord. Just yeah. awful. Years. Sergio Ortelli, who is still the mayor of Giglio, 10 years later said, quote, nobody can go back and cancel those senseless deaths of innocent people or the grief of their families. The tragedy will always stay with us as a community. It was an apocalypse for us.
0: Yeah, and the, the photos are so crazy too because it's just like a huge cruise ship that, Is very much like above the water still, just kind of like flopped over.
2: And that's so many people to get out. Like, I I mean, you're evacuating like a little town basically at that point. And and people are going to get lost. People are going to be trapped somewhere. You know, it's just probably older people can't like maybe don't have the mobility. It's just the worst. Yeah. And
1: especially being told not to evacuate. So, right. you know, right. communication yeah. is so important in these mm-hmm. these moments. And to have the early messaging be, it's fine, go to your cabins.
2: The captain is eating dinner, it's fine.
0: If you're on a ship and things are going wrong, it seems like, just
2: go, at, at the very least,
0: go to the deck. Go above. Check yeah. things out. Yeah, uh, yeah. check just things get, out. Just get up there, maybe hang out near a lifeboat if one's around but just hang out above
1: yeah get up above the
0: cabins it's so
1: you mean cruise ships though they just tower above the water you're on like a small skyscraper it's oh yeah it's so you know it's i think this came at a time where like and i'm i believe it it kind of ushered in more awareness but you know cruise ships are like they're floating hotels so it's a lot about hospitality so it's
0: like how right you kind of don't assume i mean like the titanic or whatever it's you don't assume that something bad can happen really. You're kind of like, well, they have this figured out.
1: Right. And if it does happen, I think that there's a kind of a prevailing urge by the people running things to just maintain like the status quo. It's like how uh, hotels don't want you to see the cleaning staff. It's like you come back from your day out and the room is magically cleaned. The beds are made and the towels are washed and mm-hmm. the linens are changed and, and you're none the wiser. You never saw anyone. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. And so I think that like that, that's probably a lot of the reasoning. I think also the captain was just hilariously inept and, and completely unqualified mm-hmm. to command anyone or anything. But I think it, a lot of it probably stems from the, you know, that dog in the house on fire is like everything's fine because it has to be.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Right. This is a huge undertaking and it can't like, it's hard to wrap your mind around, oh, wait, this ship is going to sink now or, or tump over and we have to get out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like just jumping off of that ship, like I know we make jokes about it, but like that would probably, I don't know, maybe kill you or hurt you really bad. Like, cause they're so big. It's not like just jumping out of a boat.
0: Yeah. 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 You're not diet. You're not going into like a, di-
1: a swimming pool. No. Uh, you are, you're way up there. Up there. And also, an area known for rock outcroppings. Yeah, 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 like you know. So, not not good. Uh, and this is especially awful for the people of Giglio, who just had a tragedy just foisted upon their shores in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Just like, bam, you have to figure this out. This is your problem now. Yeah,
2: we have four thousand people who are like traumatized now to mm-hmm. deal with.
1: Yeah, and so the aftermath. The completely avoidable disaster. Along with the captain's abandoning of the ship was considered a national disgrace in Italy. The main question was clear. Why was the cruising ship sailing so close to the shore in the first place? Well, it was a salute, right? Well, yes. Uh, during the ensuing trial, however, prosecutors claimed that the married ship captain had sailed so close to the island to impress a much younger Moldovan dancer with whom he was having an oh affair. Oh my god,
2: I love how they stuck the details in there. The married ship captain. Yeah. Yeah, Much younger, much younger Moldovan dancer. Just, just to twist the knife a little
0: bit. Imagine like you're one of the 32 people that die or like, you know, a family member of one of the 32 people that die. And then it comes out that this was so that the captain who was having an affair with a Moldovan dancer could impress
1: her. Just texting from the bridge, babe, look outside.
2: And it was 2012 she's like I can't I'm playing Angry Birds.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. And um we should mention that this is when when this was like reported on it was said by the the prosecutors in the case. So I don't know where these sources came from, but allegedly this is why he pulled the ship into yeah, yeah. such a small area. During the trial Captain Chatino admitted he had committed an imprudence, saying that he decided to sail near Giglio at high speed to greet the family of the ship's head waiter. Is that common practice?
2: No head waiter gets that kind of love. No.
0: Come
1: on. The captain probably doesn't even know the name of the head waiter. Which would be a yet another imprudence. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, that's right, folks. Time for the blame game. It's so nice. Last
0: time we didn't have anyone to blame.
1: Yes. No, but uh, this time we really have... Just an outstanding figure to blame who maybe was kind of a convenient fall guy, but also he made so many mistakes himself. So mm-hmm. you can't really argue against it. Well, he himself blamed the shipwreck on the Indonesian helmsman, uh, Jacob Bruce Lee Bin, who he claimed reacted incorrectly to his order. He
2: heroically blamed someone else.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. good job. Well, you're not going to take uniform. responsibility
0: for your actions. <laughs> oh
1: my God, no. Uh, Especially if you haven't had dinner. No. He argued that if the helmsman had reacted correctly and quickly, the ship wouldn't have wrecked. However, an Italian naval admiral testified that even though the helmsman was late in executing the captain's orders, the crash would have happened anyway. Okay. So lay off of Jacob Shatino Also,
0: maybe don't sail your enormous ship into rocks. Maybe don't. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: If they had noticed those rocks too, like if they were looking out saying, hey, there's a rock outcropping, it must have been huge. Yeah. To, to be able to it see it, there. it yeah. from there. ship. Oh
1: my yeah. God. There's the size of it compared to a like 1,000 foot ship. Yeah.
2: And if they
1: had communicated with people on shore, they probably would have gotten a pretty substantial advance warning or been told not to come in. You'd think. Evidence introduced in Chatino's trial suggests that the safety of his passengers and crew wasn't exactly his top priority as he assessed the damage to the Concordia. In a recorded phone call with Costa Concordia's crisis coordinator, Roberto Ferrarini, Chatino tried to cover up his actions by saying the blackout was actually what caused the accident.
2: Wait, he called corporate while this was going on? Oh, God. It seems like it, he said on the
1: phone. I have made a mess and practically the whole ship is flooding. So yes, said this while the ship was sinking and then went on to say, "What should I say to the media? To the port authorities?" I have said that we have had a blackout. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, he just wants to get a he, he just wants to get a story straight. He is just concerned about saving his own skin. Oh yeah. Absolutely.
1: Well, he did not. In 2015, oh. a court found him guilty of manslaughter causing a shipwreck and abandoning ship before passengers and crew were evacuated and lying to authorities about the disaster, he was sentenced to 16 years in prison. So in a way, kind of went down
2: with the ship. Yeah. I like that causing a shipwreck was one of the charges. (laughs) How long has it been since they've used that?
1: Yeah, honestly.
2: Oh, and get this. While Shatino is actively
1: on trial for all of these things, he gave a seminar to university students in Rome on the subject of, quote, managing situations of crisis and panic. What? (laughs) Yeah, he had a speaking engagement. You know what this is? This
0: reminds me of, like, when I was younger, I got a ticket for underage drinking, and I had to go to a class. Mm -hmm. And in that class was a guy who was there for, like, because his lo- he sold a ton of drugs to an undercover cop and was like, I'm looking at 50 years and my lawyer said that this might be helpful. That's what this feels like. Like so- like his lawyer was like, why don't you go and teach a class on a managing situations? It'll look really good in court.
2: Oh, like in sentencing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe, yeah. but maybe like go to a beach and like pick
1: up trash or something.
0: I mean, that's what he's qualified to do. Yeah. Certainly more than this, but.
1: While he would disagree when oh, he was okay. asked about this engagement. The disgraced captain responded, I was invited because I'm an expert. You are not.
0: You're an expert in being in a crisis situation.
2: <laughs>
1: in creating them.
2: He's an expert in managing it. He managed it terribly, but he did. That was a form of management.
1: That's true. I guess. Wrong well, kind. he's an expert in panicking. Yes. Or maybe not panicking. He ordered dinner. Honestly, yeah, you might be the game.
0: coolest head aboard. <laughs> Too cool, actually. Maybe, yeah,
1: maybe a little more concern yeah. would have like spurred him into action. Like, I get it,
0: you're hungry, but maybe just request like a granola bar get sent up or something. Can I mean, we get
1: a Belvedere bar?
0: Yeah, maybe a full dinner is a little bit much. It's just a bit, maybe a light like a lunch.
1: Sure.
2: Me and Mistress Number Three need a couple of power bars. Stat, yeah, because we gotta like get that. off this
1: show. Something like that. Yeah. Well, if you thought the good Skipper couldn't get any more tone deaf, he proceeded to deliver this chestnut. How come that after the attacks on the Twin Towers, people were throwing themselves out of windows, while during the capsizing of the Concordia, nobody did anything like that? Oh my God. Okay. Couple. Got couple. Got him. Take that. Let's take, let's take this one apart. <sighs> What's he talking about? Yeah, I don't. Like I I don't understand what this accomplishes. Yeah, like what are you trying to say it wasn't as
0: bad as 9/11?
1: I think that in response to being pressed about speaking on managing situations of crisis and panic, he said he didn't he did a better job than 9/11.
2: Then the the captain of 9/11? Yeah, what the hell I, is he talking I, about? I don't know. The captain of the World Trade Centers, he outperformed. I don't know, the captain of the Pentagon. Like what and also
1: people were jumping off the concordia yeah yeah missed it by a mile francesco what the hell <laughs> that one's nuts too cuz it's not even like you know in the years right after 911 it was inescapable right you know everything tied back into it oh, this is sure. 2014 13 right, years yeah. later and he's like well, what about 911
2: what about it
1: yeah Oof. breathtaking okay
2: yeah, it's like, it's like when Bush kept bringing it up for years and years after. But yeah, this was like 10 plus years after.
0: I always wonder with these guys, like, do they even feel bad? Like, do they feel bad about the deaths they caused and all that? Or is it just, do they just feel bad that they are having to suffer consequences?
2: I feel like when he's at home chilling with his Moldovan girlfriend, yeah, he probably is like, that was on me. Okay. That was my bad. He probably has, I, ho- yeah. I mean,
0: I hope so. I hope he at least feels some sort of, you know, guilt for this.
1: I, I would assume you have to. I don't. I don't know how you would escape any of that. But I mean, he could just know, be a sociopath. Some, yeah, there might be just some quiet moments where he goes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't uh Shouldn't have done that. <sighs> I've been a
2: bad the boy.
1: Well, in addition to Gitino, the other people who received convictions for their role in the disaster were Costa Crocieri's crisis coordinator, Ferrarini, who was on the other end of the phone, mm-hmm. uh, the helmsman, Rusli Bin, along with Captain... Ser- yeah, I know, they got him. You can't steer it the wrong way, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, that is bad. Uh, and that was along with Cabin Service Director, Manrico Giampedroni, First Officer, Ciro Ambrosio, and Third Officer, Silvia Coronica.
0: Just the names
1: are... I did a good job with those. You did a
0: good job. I'm just like hearing the names is funny to me.
2: They were all sentenced to three years of no drinks at the Bada Bing.
1: (laughs) No! (laughs) So then comes the issue, what do you do with the wrecked cruise ship? It is hulking outside of uh, Uh, Giglio. Look up photos of the aftermath. we'll,
0: We'll post some. Not even the sinking, but like 10 years later, or I guess it hasn't been 10 years, but like, you know, look up some five to eight year-on photos of this thing, just like this rusting, massive, hulking Huge. thing out in the ocean.
1: Yeah, which was complicated by a couple of things. One, it tipped over in a protected marine area. Oh, perfect. Ooh. Yes. And then on top of that, the vessel was lying on the edge of an underwater cliff. So there were fears that it might slip and break apart, causing an oil spill. God.
2: Yeah, this wasn't the Peter Iredell. They wanted it out of there. They didn't oh, want yeah. it to be like a fun tourist attraction.
1: Yeah, no, this wasn't one you could just look at uh, sweetly with a glass of whiskey in your hand. This this one's far, far worse, and you're right. They don't want it around. May your bones a-bleach in
2: the sun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it looks cool as hell, unfortunately.
0: I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty spectacular to look at. It's terrifying and tragic, but it is like a... It's a sight to behold, certainly. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a really yes. good way of
1: putting it. Oil booms were placed around the wreckage, and by February, salvage workers began removing more than 2,000 tons of fuel. Ooh. And uh, it was not until September of the next year that the 114,000-ton Concordia was finally righted. The 19-hour process involved specially built underwater platforms, cranes, and some 500 people. In July 2014, the Concordia, outfitted with a number of steel containers, serving as flotation devices, was towed to Genoa, Italy, where it was dismantled for scrap.
0: The photos of that are crazy too. It's just this ship with like shipping containers attached to the site. It doesn't very, look it like it should be seaworthy. No,
1: not at all. I mean, it's impressive. It was the largest maritime salvage operation in history. I mean, I mean, you know the company was like, Can we can we get that out of there? Can, can yeah, we
0: please? Please do something can we scrub about that, that record? Yeah.
2: Get it out of there. They had to call the wolf from pulp fiction to mm-hmm. oversee all this. Yeah. Harvey Keitel was in charge.
1: <laughs> did an amazing job though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did.
2: That is Costa Concordia. Good god. Woo! Yeah. Don't show off unless it works and then you just look really cool.
0: Right. It's nice being able to point a finger at someone.
2: Yeah,
1: I think I think Costa Crociere felt much the same about that. Um, yeah. Even though they're the company that, yeah. Even though they're the company that reemployed him after he hit another ship,
0: and will reemploy him again when he's out of prison. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: probably, probably. I think at one point he was referred to as like Italy's most hated man. Really, <laughs> something like that. Well, this was have-
2: it was a national disgrace. There was a ton, and, and and the guy who scolded him went on to a career in politics. Like he was so popular because of that. That like rocketed him to fam, the the Coast Guard officer. Oh, like Rudy Giuliani. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening. Like we
1: said at the top, one of the most requested episodes probably by far this season and definitely one we were excited about. Mm -hmm. It's really unfortunate how absolutely avoidable it is. Definitely different than last week's, which was a freak accident uh, which everyone survived.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of bad reasons for a ship to, you don't want a ship to wreck ever. And you, do, you definitely yeah. don't want it to be because of negligence or something, which most of these have been. But something about like this one where it's just a dude trying to impress his mistress gets 32 <laughs> people killed and like fucks up a marine sanctuary. It's so stupid.
2: Yeah, like a major world news disaster. Yeah. Just yeah. because you're trying to show off.
0: For someone you're already banging it sounds like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was trying. Maybe this was part of like putting the groundwork in.
0: Oh, God. Chitino.
2: Just barely 10 years ago, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So he must still be in prison. I think wow. he got he got 16 years. I don't years, think
0: he me. went until 2017.
1: Yeah. The trial
2: went on for a long time. Yeah. He probably got time served. You know.
0: Oh, certainly. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Honorable oh. mention.
0: Actually, Brian, have you done an honorable mention yet?
2: <laughs> ah, ah, Brian's I'm gone. Sorry, Only got a go in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Gar. Much like Captain Shatino's repeated blunders, we're blessed this week by maybe the funniest sequel in recent memory. You might remember that in March of 2021, a massive cargo ship blocked the entire Suez Canal. Of course, you remember it, yeah. it was all over. Though it blocked world trade. For like a week. Yeah.
0: It messed up your Amazon subscriptions for like a month, two months, three months even.
1: A while.
2: I I don't
0: remember. I
1: don't remember exactly. A year. That's a long time. It may be the reason this show exists. Possibly. Maybe.
2: Yeah. it It brought ships back and it brought us into existence. So you might remember the ship that blocked the Suez Canal was the Ever Given. It was owned by the Evergreen Shipping Company. It gained global attention, spawned endless discussion, memes. I love the memes, uh, news coverage. It blocked traffic for six days, holding up international supply chain's All around the world. It's one of those things when like one thing like this happens, you realize how fragile everything else. It just completely falls apart. Unbelievably so. Yeah,
0: and I encourage you to look up how big these ships are and how much they can actually hold because it is staggering. I think these are the biggest ships ever made.
2: They 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 really are, yeah. 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 And they're going out of and they're they're going through canals that are like two inches wider than they are. It's it's crazy.
0: And they are packed from top to bottom. Yes. Like the entire ship, there is nothing there but space. hmm And it is just row or like towers of shipping containers.
2: Yeah. And these things. That's logistics, baby. <laughs> that's right. That's by, logistics. By the time, oh, that's what logistics
1: is. Anytime yeah. I meet someone that works in it, I go, oh. Yeah. Uh, by the time I was, the Ever Given was freed, there were 367 ships waiting to get through the Suez Canal.
2: Yeah. After six days. Yeah. 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 You're just sitting, they're just sitting there in traffic. Well, just when we thought things couldn't get any funnier, another ship owned by the same company has done it again, done it again, baby. Well, in a way, they've done it again. Yeah. Yeah, Because almost exactly a year later, the Ever Forward, (laughs) this time, new ship, not the Ever Given, Ever Forward, we're moving forward, found itself beached. In the Chesapeake Bay here in the good old U.S. of A. Off the coast of Maryland. (laughs) So it's stuck. So apparently the Ever Forward deviated from the 50-foot deep channel and it got into the 25-foot deep water. So big hand to the whole Ever Forward team on making us laugh in these dark times. Thank you. Thank you, Ever Forward. Nothing like a good beaching and probably everybody's fine. Well, I mean, it's just yeah, just yeah. Stuck.
1: Well, the captain had a had a sweetie in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> he was <laughs> trying to get her some Old Bay,
2: <laughs> as if she didn't have enough. Her name was Snoop. And uh, yep, they yep. were lovers. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, lucky for the Ever Forward, the Chesapeake Bay, less of a shipping choke point. I assume it's just where bodies get dumped or something like that. Yeah. Uh, our precious, precious global supply chain is unaffected. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, but yeah, we just have a, a container ship just out there. Is it still there? Do we know? I, it's still there as of this
1: morning.
0: And if I know Baltimore, there it shall remain. I <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah and i wanted to thank richard w stern on twitter for sending us a picture of the ship floating like a just a big log out there in the distance yeah enshrouded in fog uh richard is a ship agent in baltimore with maybe the most apt name hey. i've seen uh, but although
2: they were quick to clarify
1: not for the ever forward so thank you again okay. richard yes. for sending that picture good, good.
2: Yeah, sure you aren't. Sure you are right
1: <laughs> Photos
0: clearly taken from a lifeboat.
2: Like thirty seconds after the, the yeah. beaching tweeted at us before the news had even broken. Give me get me the metadata on that photo. I want to see some some stats.
0: That's how we'll know we've really made it is when a captain sinks a ship. Just to get on the show.
1: <laughs> they want an episode. And well, they don't care. There's some ugly accusations being thrown around about us, given, you know, some of the most notable shipping fines and uh, uh, oopsies. Yeah, well, <laughs> they just
0: don't like that, uh, you know, we we laugh at the old
1: death. No, no, no. I'm not talking oh. about that. I'm saying people implying that maybe we beached the Ever Forward. They're oh, saying how convenient it is that, news. yeah, just weeks after we launched this landmark podcast, uh-huh. the best to ever do it, that mysteriously, the ship has run aground. The endurance has been found. What's going to happen next? Mm, that is a good question. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, I hope Costa Concordia 2 wrecks and the Giuseppe, this is going to make a ship that hits the fan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: thank you for listening. Check us out on socials, ship hits pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yep. We are trying uh, our utmost to post to those. It's all us. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, like we said at the top of the show,
2: rate it, share it, download it, like it, tell somebody. Tell somebody if you want more of these tell somebody and, you know, get to get the help us get the word out there about ship hits. Yeah. yeah. And as
1: always, send us pictures of yourself with on or near boats. Mhm. Preferably large ships. Large ships would be yeah. great, but if it's a dinghy, we'll take it. That's okay. You know, we're not picky.
0: As long as it's commercial. I don't want to see any personal watercraft.
1: <laughs> All right. I think that's it for us. Yeah. See you. Bye. See you next week.